dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And if the elevator tries to break you down, go crazy, punch a higher floor. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitz on SNR, our friend Jacob Recht in for Arthur Motes today, rocking and rolling here on a Thursday afternoon. You know where to get the tweets in as we roll along. We've got some more here that we will get to momentarily. Uh, we were laughing uh, before the show today, Jacob. I was telling you, my friends and I were doing this Back to the Future thing with music. Right. Where we're picking, you know, like, obviously, I when I was growing up, I knew who Prince was, right? I, I knew uh, yeah, we when, all the, did. when the doves cry and let's go. Yeah, I knew who. I mean, he was Super Bowl 46 halftime. Exactly. Or Super Bowl 41, sorry. I knew who Stevie show. Wonder was. You know, I knew Superstition and Isn't She Lovely right. and Sir Duke. But my buddies and I have been taking some of these older artists yep. that you, you know a couple songs from, you're familiar with, but really deep dive and listening to their albums. This week... It's the way music was supposed to be listened to. That's the, exactly the, the way, way music was supposed to be listened to. Uh, this week I've been spinning some Prince. Prince rips, man. I love Prince. The guitar... The, young Jacob. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to okay. chase a shiny silver object here with you for a second because it is the middle of summer. The Steelers are not playing football for like four more months. Yeah, All right. Bear with me. Give me like your top... One, two, three, and I know it's always hard to do these things on the spot, sure. but uh, your favorite, maybe your top three combination singer and guitar player. You get what I'm saying? So, like, not only did they rip on the guitar, but they could sing as well. Because, like, I love Jimi Hendrix, but he yeah. wasn't the best singer. I mean, you know my top two. You know who they are. It's John Mayer, number one, and it's Bruce the Boss, number two. Ooh, now, see, I would argue Bruce. Much like much like Bob Dylan, incredible lyricist. His voice works for his music, but I don't know if he's a good singer, right? Like, oh, you get I get what I'm saying. Okay. You get I what get I'm that, that, but you know, you go you go to songs like Thunder Road. You go to songs like Growing Amazing. Up, where Amazing. it's not even guitar; it's just the piano and it's just softer instruments. And he's really, really being melodic with the lyrics. Hmm. That's what I like. I I'll get to, you know, I'll I get to, I, 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 I get the big the big rock and roll songs. You don't really hear it. He's just belting. But you get to the you get to the slower ones, and you really get to hear how his voice works. Uh, it puts it, it, it puts me in the mood, the right mood every time. Is there anyone with better lyrics and music and worse vocals than Bob Dylan? Is that the ultimate example? I would say so. <laughs> I would say. I mean, you don't want to be too harsh the on the guy. Song, wrote the best you don't songs be, ever. Wrote great music. His voice is. And again, you don't want to be too harsh worked, on the guy. It worked for his style of folk music. But like, he's not Prince, you know, when, when it comes to having pipes, you know? You know what? I'm going to give a weird answer here. I love to listen to George Harrison, too. It's a great one. Great one. Great one. Eric Clapton's a great one. Yeah. Can sing and can play guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan can sing and can play guitar. That's a good one. George Harrison's a good one. I like his voice more than I like, I think. I mean, Paul McCartney, we know he can't sing anymore. Correct. And in the glory days, he could. John Lennon, I, to me, I, I know that the voices are distinguishable, but to me, I thought that Harrison's really stood out. And his solo work, yeah. to me, was some of my favorite stuff. Oh, buddy. That's a good call by you. 
All right, listen, we'll take your tweets on everything. But we didn't even talk about the number one guy that I mentioned, John Mayer. I mean, we, well, that's we talked. I, I, ta- I profess my love for John Mayer quite often. You know, I know you're on that train with me. I'm hoping to, to see Dad and Company a couple and times. Before we went live today, we were talking about the Search for Everything tour that we were both at in yes, different sir. cities two yes, summers sir. ago. Yeah, can I pick a bone with, 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 with Dad and Company for just a quick second? Absolutely. This is your show, Wes. I'm just the guest. What? I, do you really have to start the tour in August, right in the middle of the training yeah, yeah. camp, the busiest Horrible. time of the year? I mean, is that is that like, really, could we, could we could we not have started this tour in June? But hey, when I could have easily gotten some time off. Let's 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 bring it back on a on a positive note. At least they're told first me. concerts being held at Red Rocks once again. My friend was just out there. I actually had two friends out there for separate trips, unrelated. They don't know each other from different walks of life. Both went to different concerts, but it's good to see live music in a place Heck yeah. like Red Rocks again. Do you have plans for your first return to live music? Have you already had your first return I to live music? I haven't, and I don't, and I don't even know what it would be. The, I, got I, mean, tickets, I got tickets to see James Taylor in Pittsburgh this summer. Really? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I, might go to, I might end up going to something before then, but but wifey and I are going to go see James Taylor. It's just I, I get the rush. But to me, it's just I'd rather just appreciate, you know, I'm not even there. But like I said, the Red Rocks venue is just back. I, I'm just glad for that. When the right show is there, I'll be there. Not, not necessarily Red Rocks. I haven't been to Red Rocks you should, you should come to Dead. I'm trying to go to Dead & Company in August. It's on a Saturday. They're playing in Hershey on a Saturday. Mm. That might be the only show I make it to this summer. My, oh, my Jake, Jacob, my days of going to four, five, six shows over a summer are long gone. All right, I'm in my thirties. No, don't say they're long I'm gone. I'm in my thirties now. Yeah, <laughs> brag about it. Uh, let's get to some of these tweets, Jacob, before we get back into uh, some Steelers conversation. Well, some Steelers conversation in these tweets as well too. Uh, Don Juan says, "Hey, just something easy for young Jacob." YJ on the nickname. Hmm, there might be something there with young. Like a Jacob. young Jacob YJ. You know what? I, you know what I do. Sounds a little bit like young Jock. Oh, you know, meet me at the mall. It's, 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 it's going down. It's kind of funny how he mentioned that because for so long, Wes, and I don't think you know the story. I went to this summer camp growing up, and in my cabin alone, it was a Listen, sleepaway. Was this the one in West Virginia? Yeah, You've the one in Morgantown. Yes. I don't know if I've told you the story, though. So my first summer there, it's a sleepaway camp. So you're there for three, four, seven weeks. And you gotta, you know, you gotta spend time with all these kids that you're sleeping with or, or in a cabin with for the whole summer. Three Jacobs in my cabin. No, one of three. And I, at the time, I'm nine years old, right? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a true YJ at the time. So was there like old Jacob, middle Jacob, and young Jacob? Not even that. No, we're all, we're all nine years old. Okay. We're all, we're all the same age. There's, there's, I think like eight or nine of us kids in that one cabin with counselors and everything. But three Jacobs. So we took about a third of the whole cabin. One. One always went by Jake. His birth name was Jake, so he took that. The other one, I guess, just claimed Jacob. So there was only there was me left, and because I was in true YJ form, young <laughs> Jacob form, I was very small. You know, I, I my initials JR. I took that. That's what that's what my counselors gave to me. They said Jacob, you're Jacob. Jake, you're Jake, and we got JR Junior over here. And then that stuck. That has stuck west to this day. I, like I have it. people in my life that call me Jr. Junior. More people than not actually call me one of those two than the actual Jacob. Interesting. But I, I always introduce myself as Jacob sure. just because it's the formal thing. It's my. It's it's weird to say anything else when I'm introducing myself. That's my name. 
right? It's Jacob. You go, so yeah, I, and, and you don't really go by Jake very much, do you? Not often. I mean, sometimes if people call me, I'm not going to call right, them out and say, right, don't right. do that. But I, I respond to it. Sure. sure. But I, I like the YJ because it, it matches the JR narrative YJ. of my life so far. Yeah. You uh, were you a fan of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, the cartoon? Of course, E D E double D. You guys, Eddie, yeah. you guys at camp were Jake, Jake, and Jacob. Yeah, uh, I mean, you see what close. I did there? Yeah. Uh, Don Juan wants to know who we think what we think about a, a possibility of Russell Okung being thrown around, and and you know what, Jacob, this is just let's go here. Yeah. Um, this is something Moats and I have discussed. You know, the potential for adding a, a veteran free agent mm -hmm. at this point, now that maybe some some asking prices have depreciated in the sure. market, the free agent market has cooled off. One, do you think that that's going to happen? That the Steelers are are you know we heard some some talk about uh, Ryan Kerrigan before he ended up signing with the Ryan Eagles. Kerrigan, Morgan like, Moses, Morgan I mean, Moses. Yeah. Does that feel like a real thing to you? One, and then on top of that, to piggyback on that, two, if you could say, uh, yeah, give me a veteran tackle, give me a veteran corner, give me a veteran edge rusher. What position would you like to see brought in? Well, here's the thing, Wes, the Russell Okun thing makes so much sense because. The Steelers' offensive line, as it is now, it, it's hopefully going to be unless something terribly, ha terribly wrong happens in training camp where he gets hurt or maybe he's not the player the Steelers thought he was. Kendrick Green should be the starting center. And then at guard, you have the pieces there. You have the veteran DeCastro, and you have the right piece that in Kevin Dodson, despite the lack of playing time, not to his fault last year, more so the people making the play calls and the schemes he didn't fit in. Now it's it's his job to lose, and I don't think he's going to lose. Kevin Dotson will be a starting guard for the Steelers. Yes, Russell Okun makes sense because when you look at the tackle position, you don't have as much faith as much faith, sorry, in in Chooks and Banner as you do the other three guys lining up next to them. So yes, Okun makes sense, and yes, that's why people were floating out the idea of Morgan Moses. However, I I just I feel like right now, when you consider an offensive line. You need to have at least three guys that you're comfortable with. And that's what the Steelers have. They have three. And when you say you have the combination of Chooks and Banner, together that's four, right? They're not individually enough of a Correct. piece to say I'm Correct. comfortable with that. So you have like three and a half. And I think right now the Steelers are happy enough with that. And again, to, to kind of bring back Naj into the conversation, the one play I always turn to when I say it doesn't matter this is the reason why the Steelers didn't draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Look to the one play in the in the college football playoffs against Notre Dame. The pocket totally collapses. It's Najee's play. He runs all. He escapes a completely collapsed pocket. Escapes to the outside. Not only gains yardage, but gains so much yardage, and in doing so, hurdles the Notre Dame defender, and gets, what, 50, 45 yards in the play. That's why he went out and got a guy like Najee Harris. So the fact that the Steelers already have three pieces is fine to me. I'll tell you the one guy who I want on the Steelers who's a free agent right now, but it's not going to happen, and that name is Steven Nelson. It, it still befuddles <laughs> me that he's not a Steeler currently or that he was ever not a Steeler since signing with the Steelers uh, several years ago. It, it really upsets me that... Steven Nelson wasn't brought back, and he's still unsigned, which to me is kind of questionable. I, I heard that there are a good handful of teams somewhere in the in the 10 or 11, 12 neighborhood of a number of teams who are interested, but that's the guy I want. 
if I had to pick between a Russell O'Kung and a Steven Nelson, I'm going Steven Nelson all day long. But it seems to me that the bridges may have been too burned for that return yeah. to happen. So if, if it's Russell O'Kung, I mean, we talk about depth, importance of depth. And right now it's lacking at the tackle and it's lacking at the corner. Correct. So if they're not gonna, if the Steelers aren't gonna go out I think and edge make rusher that, as well too. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But in terms of the starters, there yeah. you're most comfortable with your starting edge rusher and TJ Watt. That it's not as pressing of an issue because you only really have an aging Joe Hayden and still an Correct. unproven starter in Cam Sutton. We like what we see when he's brought out in certain packages, but he's never out there for. 60 as close to 60 minutes as, as he could possibly be and then you look at tackle I mean like I said when you combine the talent of Chooks and Banner then you say okay that's one guy as a whole separately it's not so much a, more, a comfortable thing now we haven't seen a lot of ball from Zach Banner because of the injury and when he was playing in 2019 he wasn't really brought in as a legitimate offensive lineman only on certain plays and everyone knows the 62 lining up is eligible 72 lining up is eligible 62 72 72 72 sorry about that oh you all good i mean we all knew what what zach banner was out there for absolutely and then his his one chance to get a, a starting role was unfortunately taken away from him so you don't, I don't want to be too low on Zach Banner because you don't know, but the Chooks thing, it's pretty obvious what you're getting out of that guy. So to me, Wes, when you're talking about starters and depth, the combination, cornerback and offensive tackle are the biggest issues. If you're not going to go out and re-sign and, and, and try to, to rehab the relationship with Steven Nelson, it's got to be someone like Russell Okung. And then if you, get, if you actually go out and get him, if you can afford him, then you're looking at the offensive line as a non-factor or, or a non-issue, essentially. You know what, too? Sticking with that, we and I think rightfully so, the offensive line is the biggest concern, the biggest talking point for Steelers Nation this offseason. And we talk a lot about the tackle positions and um, what happens with Banner and how does Dotson look in his first year as a starter, right? And, and can Chooks be the guy to, to play the left side? and can Dan Moore Jr. maybe, you know, be right. a wrench in this equation? Can Kendrick Green be a wrench in this equation? How much can you rely on B.J. Fenny and Hassenauer to, to play, you know, s- substantial, significant sure. minutes? The one thing I think we haven't really discussed, young Jacob, tell you what, a return to form of David DeCastro would solve a lot of problems for this offensive line. I think so too, Wes, and I've mentioned this on my show. I think people dealt with COVID in different ways last year, and – it couldn't be more obvious that one person who was Something greatly was affected by COVID year. and he was injured in training camp too was David DeCastro. Yeah. And I, I think you compound the injury on top of that. This guy, every time he spoke said, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that, did, that didn't limit it to the injury or COVID. He just said, overall, this just doesn't feel right this year. So I'm, I'm hoping for a return to form. I'm hoping with now time to kind of, Work work that injury into into something that's healed, fully healed. Getting fans back, going out to Latrobe finally. Yeah. Whether it's at Latrobe or at Heinz Field or on the South Side, we don't know. Maybe a combination of both. Something. Yeah. But to have a return to normalcy in some way, and then to get the fans back to, I think David DeCastro, who was, in my opinion, the most vocal out of any Steelers player about yes. the 
the issues that COVID brought to the 2020 season, I think you get you you heal from that injury, you bring back a sense of normalcy to this season. I expect because there was no signs from 2019 his his style of play, his quality of play to show that oh he may be entering kind of he had this great four or five year peak and maybe he's coming Correct. down. From, there was no signs of that in no, 2019. There was no drop off until last year when it was like he fell off a cliff. Right. I so I believe Wes that you're when you fall like that, it's not for just you you just lost it as a nobody player. loses it that quick. That quickly. no one who's that good loses exactly. it that quick. So I can't. It, it's so hard for me to believe that that's what happened. I I'm I with you I, too. I, I think that David DeCastro. You should expect to see him return to David DeCastro quality of play in 2021. But I, I, it's worth bringing up though because it no it certainly if, is. if for if for God forbid it doesn't happen, then I mean we well, we talked about wrenches. We talked right? about stalwarts <laughs> and the offensive line. This is now a guy that you can no longer count on, and we went from saying three and a half ish guys that you can count on, maybe bring in Russell Okun, but if you lose a guy like David DeCastro, then it's really problem. And Najee you Harris, got no veteran on that line. Najee Harris no can only do on so line. much. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. tough. No, a lot rides on on big number sixty six return to form this season. I do think that's an under discussed thing in all this offensive line conversation that we've all been having since January. Uh, Steelers Nation nine twenty tweets us says I have a lot of faith. In our offensive line, I think Dotson is an animal. Banner has the tenacity, and Big Daddy Dave is going to come back like the Hulk, uncaged. He should. Yeah, again, and all these other things are important, right? Like Kevin Dotson has to be capable. They got to find a center. They they need right. Banner and Chooks to not be superstars, but no. to be capable. Of course. But I tell you what, again, a lot of these offensive line issues, a lot of these questions. If you just tell me that Dave DeCastro returns to form, a lot of those problems are going to take care of themselves organically. It doesn't even have to good. return to his all-pro form. It's close. 90%. So, exactly. And, just and, not what we saw out of 2020, and I'll be yes. happy. And a lot of these issues are, are, are going to go uh, go away organically. Um, let's get to some more tweets here. Steeler Bomb tweets and says, Is Najee going to struggle more with the Steelers' playbook or learning to drive? in the city and then uh jason tweets Najee wonders how people will get up the hills in the winter it's called four-wheel drive my man didn't have uh, that type of weather in alabama listen yeah uh, he, born and raised in california college yeah. in alabama he'll, he'll learn just 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 give him some time he'll learn uh rod dollar says i've got a prediction Najee's gonna have a bigger impact in the pass game than the run game. i like that I, I'm a fan of that prediction, and that's exactly what you and I talked about, getting him involved in that Canada offense, being that impact kind of player, how much of a load can a, a certain rookie shoulder. Yeah. And I think with Matt Canada's offense, he's going to need to be capable of being involved in the passing game. But as, again, as you and I have discussed, and his involvement with the media, talking with Missy Matthews, which we just heard on the previous episode, he's he's willing to do that. He wants to do that. He wants to be kind of that Swiss Army knife that, that Lev Bell was for four three years that he was here at his peak level of yes. play. Yes. Uh, look at this. Just look at young Jacob just laying Wes, it down. You're just giving me these, these lobs, and I'm just – I mean, like – 
You're just you're setting like me up, Dwayne man. Wade, it's, it's LeBron, not, the famous, it's not, the it's famous not, alley exactly. Yeah, sure. me and you, D Wade. I can see it. You been watching much NBA playoffs, by the way? I'll yeah, tell you we this talked. Now. You know, we talked about the the Knicks game, and it's just because the Knicks were on. I fell asleep to the Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies, which was, a, which was a blowout. A but dog. yeah, g- good job by it was a blowout, and then yeah, Memphis came back toward the end. But good job for John Morant. The NBA is in good hands when it comes to its future stars. I think that's a yeah. big level of concern for the NBA and the NFL because they have the stars and, you know, we know the issues with baseball and hockey that it doesn't respect the stars or it doesn't give the stars the, the publicity that the other sports to be just one of the guys on the team. Right. I mean, we, we see that Connor McDavid is leading the league and scoring the past what three years. And he's not even a household name by any stretch of the imagination. Mike Trout could walk down the strip district and, Maybe one or two people would recognize. People would say that guy's got to be an athlete. I mean, Mike, look at Tra- him. Mike Trout could walk right through the strip. That's district. what they would say: is that he looks like an athlete, and but you couldn't put a name to the face. Maybe a couple people would recognize. Yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I've been paying attention to the NBA. I mean, it's it's not hard to ignore, or it's it's hard to ignore. I'll say if you that. if you do what we do for a living, yeah. this time of year, you know what's funny is like. It's easier to ignore young Jacob when you've got a ho- a local hockey team who's still in the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> I mean, we, so for the next like week, I can't watch hockey. I need a break, so I will watch them. That's NBA how playoff. I feel I'll watch every year. I mean, that's how like, I feel week. about I any any time the when the Pirates made the postseason those three years when the Steelers was a playoff game. I don't listen to anything football related yep. until the next round starts. When that first kickoff, ha- I won't listen to a single word said. I don't care how good the matchups are for that next round. I'm not watching anything. And then what, you you flash back to 2010, you flash back to 2009 when the Steelers and the Penguins lost their Super Bowl and Stanley Cup respectively. I just I didn't tune out football or I tune out sports. A great tradition that my dad and I had was my dad had to wake up for work early. I was in high school the year that the Steelers lost the Super Bowl to the Packers. So we would always be up, and, you know, high school starts early. So sure. we were up at 6, and that was back in the the era of Mike and Mike in the morning. Mm-hmm. Peak Mike and Mike. And that was something we watched together every morning before he left for work and I went to school. Didn't watch it at all for at least a month. <laughs> I, I had to tune it out. And these are my favorite guys that I listen to every, every, every morning. That was our tradition. My dad and I, we would both wake up and watch that show together. Couldn't do it. And, 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 like, when the Stanley Cup loss I happened, it. I don't know if I watched a single ounce of Penguins hockey footage, whatever, until game one of the following year. It's t- it's so hard to do. And so and now this year, too, with the expectations, with the arrival of Jeff Carter, who scored 14 goals in 20 games. Something like that, yeah. Get out of here. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous to me that – the loss happened, and, and, and you know people like Mark Madden said the window really effectively closed in 2018 when they didn't go three for three. But it's just, it's hard when when you you accepted it in 2018 because you were so happy for back to back. You you couldn't complain, especially because you beat the Flyers in the first round. You weren't ecstatic about the sweep in 2019, and you certainly weren't happy about the upset against Montreal last year. But the team wasn't the same those two years compared to this year. And it's a hard pill to swallow, Wes. It's this is it this sure is the is. back. It's a this hard is, pill for me to swallow because I was hoping to have hockey to talk to into June to lead us right into July with Steelers training camp. Like I ain't talking about the Pirates, Jacob. Uh, I don't. 
what are the Pirates right now? 18 and 30, I think. I couldn't tell you. Off the you. top of my head. Couldn't tell you. Um, here's a good one from Annie on Twitter. When Ben decides to hang it up, given the Steelers' approach to things, how do you think is the best way to position ourselves to get the next franchise quarterback? Well, Annie. That's a tough Annie, question. What's her name? Annie. Yeah. Annie. There's I'm going to no- let you know. It's not going to be a quarterback in the first round because the Steelers right now are not going to just bend over in Ben's last year and say, we're just going to tank for a top five pick, even though the quarterback class isn't as strong as it was this year. Uh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. That's a West, you don't, no, you don't no, wanna, that's a West pet peeve. You don't want to see. That's a West pet peeve, you Jacob. Don't, don't fall see into it? that trap. There's going to be good quarterbacks coming out next year. Oh, you year. think so? Yeah, everyone was saying that same thing before Joe Burrow and Justin, Her- okay. and Justin Herbert came out. That it wasn't going to be a great year for because the year before, right? Maybe we, maybe is deep had then. Kyler Murray, and in the year before we had the five first round guys. Maybe is deep. Is that the better word to use then in that sense? Maybe I don't. know. I just feel like quarterback is is tough. No one knew who Joe Burrow. No one was talking about Joe Burrow to his senior year. No until one was talking about year. Kyler Murray till his senior year. Right. You're right. Um, okay. Okay. Wes, I won't. I, I then. But then here's the thing. Even though it's a good my, quarterback class, you won't you, you won't see the Steelers. No. And in a position to get one of those quarterbacks because no matter how good or how bad the quarterback class is per year, teams value a quarterback too highly. So whichever team doesn't have a quarterback going into next year's offseason, they're going to go get one of those guys. And the Steelers aren't going to tank this year with Ben. The Steelers aren't going to tank ever. I don't know if in our lifetimes I'll ever see the Steelers tank. Well, not under the current ownership. No, certainly not. And I don't see that ownership changing anytime soon. It hasn't ever in in the history of the franchise. So I have no reason to believe it's ever going to, but I don't I don't see that the Steelers perform so poorly that it'll put them in a position to get a good quarterback. They're not I don't think they're gonna trade up either. I don't see that happening. They do it so rarely. They did it just two years ago for Devin Bush. And before that, it was what, fifteen years or or, or fourteen years before that when it was Troy Palomalo. So you got another if if Devin Bush was drafted in what twenty nineteen, you gotta wait until doing the math on the top of my head, twenty thirty two, twenty thirty three. That's the next time you'll see the Steelers trade up. <laughs> I Annie, it's tough because there is no way to position yourself to get the next franchise quarterback. Honestly, because there's no guarantees. Yeah. Um. Even teams who do tank, like Jacob was just talking about, look at the New York Jets. Right? I mean, look, look the, the lists go on and on and on. Just because the Jets you, have tanked now twice in the past, what, five years? For a quarterback. For yep. two different quarterbacks. Yep. And, and, and the Jets are, I mean, the, the Browns were on this carousel forever until recently. Sure. Um, the Cardinals did it two years in a row. The Cardinals did it two years in a row. Top 12 picks at the quarterback position two years in a row. Um, while, at the same time, Patrick Mahomes was taken in the middle of the round. Right. Um, Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Sure. Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. Hey, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger was a first-round guy, top half of the first round. He was, he was also the Eleven. third quarter. He was also the yeah. third quarterback taken in his class. So there is no perfect way to position yourself to get the next franchise quarterback. Um, y- you just got to be able to find the right guy and develop him. What about in free agency? Is there yeah. an opportunity? Is Absolutely. there a guy? I'll yeah, float, here's Rogers, a, here's a name. Here's a name I'll float out there. <laughs> Comes here, wins a Super Bowl, finally gets atonement for for beating the Steelers ten years ago. Is this possible? We just saw them kind of drop the ball on their on their best player they have right now. Julio Jones is out of Atlanta. Matt Ryan. Is it possible when they Russell say Wilson? when they say 
I mean, I would love to see Russell Wilson. I don't think it's as likely. He's also but, not as old as Matt Ryan is. Right, know. of course. But that's the thing is that maybe Matt Ryan will be a little less pricey than Russell Wilson with the Atlanta Falcons kind of parting ways with Julio Jones. Are they trending in a direction they're trying to restart entirely? Yeah. Maybe they get rid of Matt Ryan. I would have no problem bringing in an older Matt Ryan to replace Ben for two or three years and then – Maybe at that point, you you and the next guy will be available to you two, three years down the line. But I don't think the Steelers, unless it's a time like Ben Roethlisberger, they're not going to think that we have to go out and get the next guy for the next seventeen years. Yeah, it's just that that's hard to come by, and they know it. You're not going to go from 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 Ben to the. You're right. The next. Guy. I mean, hey. it took it took twenty five, thirty years right. to go from Terry to could, Ben. You could say, look what the Packers did, but the Packers also had Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre sure. still there, and you know what I mean. So, and the, the Steelers just aren't going to do that. They're not going to Aaron Rodgers that in that regard and, and draft his replacement, but while he's still playing, it's just not going to happen. And he also asked, um, when Colbert hangs it up, is there someone waiting in the organization, or will the Steelers go outside when Kevin leaves? I would imagine they'll interview candidates for both, Annie, but uh, Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt, both very good candidates internally who have interviewed. Uh, Brand, uh, Omar Khan was one of the finalists for the Texans GM right. job, so there'll be options in-house, but I'm and sure they'll tends to be the Steelers' way. tends to be the Steelers' way, but they'll, they'll obviously bring in people for yeah. interviews as well, too. Uh, Going to take our last break here. When we come back on the other side, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us live from Mr. Rooney's backyard. The Southside Steelers rookie camp. We'll talk to Mr. Backo when we return. He's Jacob. I'm Wesley. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.